Joe Longo, and this is your Daily Shot of Inspiration weekend interview series. Every Sunday, I share a conversation with somebody inspiring, uplifting, a coach, an author, a writer, a therapist, an intuitive. Who knows what they do? I can guarantee that they are inspiring, though. And that's why I'm having these conversations, to hopefully inspire everybody that is listening to get out into the world to start doing what it is that you love. I'm a mindset and a manifestation coach. I help people create their best reality by changing our mindset. I'm also a photographer, a kundalini teacher, a meditation teacher, all of these things because I've decided that I want to fully live my life, which is why I have this podcast, Daily Shot of Inspiration, to give you all a shot of inspiration to live your best life. There's no need to try to define it. And this week on the show, Danielle Mercurio and I chat about that, about having so many tools in our tool belt. How do we really put ourselves out into the world without overwhelming people, but also with the ability to share all of ourselves with the world? So this week, I'm talking with Danielle Mercurio. Danielle is paving the way for self-help and spirituality to be recognized as a sustainable force within a modern society. And don't we all need that? She also infuses her work as an intuitive coach, soul expert, sound healer, and mystic to allow people to feel more empowered and confident while learning how to elevate their life using the cosmos. She is known for being real, lots of laughs, and we definitely laugh in this episode, captivating storytelling and unfiltered advice. Danielle draws upon her own journey of self-discovery and leaving her corporate job behind to build a business that coincides with her dreams. Friends, you can do this too. Quit your job. Go on. I'm just joking. Don't quit your do your job right now. But maybe start creating a plan to get out of that job to start living the life that you want to live. Danielle also loves jumping in her car to travel, good friends, groovy convos, reality TV, and co-creating life with the cosmos. Danielle is based in Greenville, South Carolina with her rescue dog, Zara. So, my friends, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. There are a couple little hiccups with the audio, and there's no video in this week's episode. But due to some mistakes with Zoom, I was able to try out some new software to record podcasts with. So I'm super excited for the future episodes that will be coming once I actually learn how to use the software correctly. But right now, kick back, maybe grab a cup of tea, glass of wine, who knows, smoke a bowl, put your feet up, and enjoy this conversation with Danielle. Hey everybody, I'm Joe Longo. I really hope this is this is recording. This is your daily shot of inspiration interview series. And today I'm with Danielle Mercurio. And Danielle, you seem to do so much, I'm not even really sure how what to call you. So why don't you just do it for us? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I, yeah, I like to say my name just says it all. I'm Danielle Mercurio, and, and that's all you need to know, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Because, yeah, I, I do do a lot. But essentially, I work in the intuitive space. I consider myself to be an intuitive advisor, intuitive coach. And I use different spiritual modalities, whether it be astrology, whether it be manifestation tools, meditation, whatever channel is going to help me connect in to help you connect in. I, I love that. And I'm so curious just because I kind of 
feel there's a lot of similarities. I'm, I'm a little bit all over the place with my offerings. So when and how did you say, you know, this is this is me and there's a lot of me. And how did you how did you really come to that and own it? It's a journey, you know, and, and so for me, I got into the space, I'd say in, in my late 20s, kind of went through my own journey. And then I found through my own journey, I found meditation and I found it in a way where I really wanted to take it seriously. It was mm. really hitting home for me and it was really feeling like, oh, yes, this is this feels good and I want to keep exploring it. And so then, of course, there was this feeling of I want other people to feel good. I want other people to be able to explore this and have this kind of medicine. I want other at the time, like women in particular, to know like. You are more than what you look like. You are more than what society tells you. And so I went um, on the journey of becoming a life coach. So uh, back in the day, I went through a, a program called IPEC that was based out of Philly. And so I did my certification through them. But, you know, it's it, sometimes it's very easy to get the certification and mm -hmm. then you have the certification and then it's like, now what? right like now what where are the people you know i said i sent the email to my friends and family letting them know that i'm a life coach now right, uh, right. yeah so it was kind of that period of crickets and so during that period uh my job in philly transferred me to new york and that was the best thing that could have happened because being in new york is where i started to get introduced to more spiritual modalities and i felt like this other part of me was starting to awaken and i started to embrace uh, things that I kind of always secretly loved, but I didn't really know there was a place for them professionally. Like I would always go hide out in the new age section of the bookstore, right? And mm -hmm. I, I found it so fascinating, but I never really shared it with anyone because it didn't, it just felt very closeted. And so being in New York really gave me that opportunity to kind of come out of the spiritual closet and then also give me the tools. I got my Kundalini teacher training. Um, I worked for Gabby Bernstein for a while. Uh, just really learned a lot of different tools in a very a uh, brief window of time. And so then, but then I found myself in the position of, okay, now there's too many things I can do, right? Like I can read your tarot cards. I can coach you. I can do a meditation class. I can lead a retreat, right? Like there were so many things. And it was actually Gabby Bernstein who gave me this advice. She said, Danielle, you are all over the place. I get this like squirrely energy from you. She's like, if you want to leave your corporate job and you want to make this into your full-time path, I suggest you pick one thing that is getting the most attention give that your all make that into your full-time career and then you can add in whatever you want and that's what i did and i chose i chose astrology and um, teaching kundalini yoga classes locally mm -hmm. so i was i focused on i started a youtube channel for astrology put all my energy in astrology sessions of course i blended in my coaching of course i blended in meditation mm -hmm. but the on the forefront it was astrology and then locally anyone in new york city could come to my kundalini classes and through doing that consistently and just having those two options things started to grow and that's how i went full time and then once it became full time then it's like all right here's my menu everyone guess what <laughs> that's beautiful thank thank you for sharing um literally right before this call i was on another call with this wonderful new software company called san and it's like a link tree and it, we were going through mine and there's so many things and i'm like ah oh. but you know we narrowed it down but i feel a lot of us in this space that have skills in many areas struggle sometimes with saying this is this is that this is that burning desire that i'm going for and 
I know I'm in that spot right now. I'm yet again reading Think and Grow Rich, and Napoleon Hill is saying, have that one burning desire. And, oh, God, I'm in this space of, but I, I think I'm doing that one burning desire and adding everything else in. And as I work with people, I notice the same thing coming up. So coming back to that, to your answer, did you jump right in then? Once you were like, okay, this is it. People got me for this. And now I'm going to pull some Oracle. I'm going to do some tarot. We're going to do this. And Pretty much. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I did. Because the thing is, too, you have to realize your ideal client is going to be your ideal client no matter what. Whether you're just promoting that one thing or you're promoting 10 things, most likely they're going to want you for all of it. Mm -hmm. So if you hook them in, I don't want to say hook them in, not like in a, you know, right, but I if know you, you mean, call them in and, and work with them in an authentic way, like, for example, I had a call with someone yesterday, we did an astrology session, and literally at the end of the call, she was like, okay, well, how do I keep working with you? Like mm -hmm. she actually asked me, right? And that was a great opportunity because we had just spent an hour on the phone together and I knew intuitively, well, this is how we can continue to work together, right? And here is my offering. So I think what helps is continue to lead with something that feels really approachable, feels like your ideal client would want the most. And then once they start working with you, once they're on your, um, they're on your email list, just keep suggesting what else is out there. And, and what else do you have for them? Hey, I'm leading a retreat. I think you'd be great for it. Hey, like in addition to this session, why don't we, you know, book in three more coaching sessions because it'll help you with this issue. So don't be afraid to continue to extend the offer once you have that, that one juicy person with that one juicy desire that you've been sharing. Mm, that's beautiful. And I, I'm, as you're saying that, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, I don't plan these podcasts, right? Like, like we email and we're like, we'll see what we're talking about. No idea we would be talking about this because there are definitely other things that I want to chat with. But thank you so much for, for that little bit, for all of the teachers, coaches, therapists, creatives that are listening. There's a little nugget of gold for all of us. So implement that. So, so thanks for really kind of going over here. And now we're going to bring it back over here. We're going to get a little woo. That's what we do. So I've watched, I think you may have put a video out today about letting go, right? Releasing. So another super hard question. So then, yeah, how do we let go? How do we let go? Just drop it, right? Just drop right, it. Just drop that shit. Drop it. You know, I'd have a crystal on my foot right now if I did. Uh, it would hurt. Same, same. <laughs> yeah, right? And so that's the thing. We can't just literally drop it. You know, surrender is a buzzword. Oh, you just have to surrender. Oh, you just have to let go of attachment. And I don't think it's so much as letting go as it is shifting, right? So when, when there's this idea of there's something you want or whether it's, it's you're trying to move towards something you want and you're releasing the attachment or you're trying to move on from something you don't want anymore and you're trying to release that attachment, it's the same energy, right? It's all about can you come back to the present? What brings you joy in the present? What brings you a sense of knowing? What even just brings you a sense of okayness? Sometimes we can't just surrender into happiness if we've been having a shitty day and we wanna release the shittiness. We can't just say, okay, I'm gonna be joyful now. Maybe it's just, I'm just gonna be okay right now. Or I'm just gonna go pet my dog right now. Or I'm just going to you know, look out the window right now. Giving yourself almost like a temporary distraction 
to help shift your energy, helps program your mind to say like, I don't have to keep attaching to the things I want. I also don't have to keep attaching to the things I don't want. And I can find ways to just be neutral. And I think from that place of neutrality, that's the sweet spot of being able to release, being able to let go. And it's more of just drifting so it doesn't have so much power over you so you can focus on what you need to do in this moment. Because, um, like, we all know that's a really tricky space. Again, coming back to Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich, have that burning desire. And he's like, have your statement, read it in the morning, read it in the nighttime, but let it go too, right? And it's like, okay, I'm in it. And I think, I love how you said it really, can we be present? Can we just come back to this present moment and then see the synchronicities that? we won't miss if we're actually in the present moment. Exactly. And like you just said, your instructions were read it in the morning, read it at night, not obsess about it every single hour. Mm -hmm. So it's like, can you follow the directions? Ah, uh, can you follow the directions? Nope. <laughs> of course we can. No, but you know, and it's going to be messy too. I, I, you know, it's, it's always going to be a little messy as we navigate this path. Mm -hmm. It's never, I don't think completely clean or linear. And it's, it's a big, okay with that. wonderful exploration as well. So I've been doing this uh, five-week program, helping people connect to their intuition. And I've been asking everybody this question. So I figure I'll ask you, do you remember the first time in your life that you were like, wait, what, am I intuitive? Where'd that come from? You know, like that first, your first time being intuitive. Your first time. <laughs> My intuitive cherry. <laughs> you said it, not me. I wanted to, so thank you for. I know I was, I was a child, so yeah, need to need to be careful here. Uh, I mean, I I feel like the first time I can remember my intuition coming through is when I was little. Um, I remember. I, I used to like to play in my room a lot. Like I, I was, I would, I was very good at entertaining myself. Like when my mom said, go to your room, I'd be like, great. You know, like that was a great quote unquote punishment, right? Mm -hmm. To go to my room because I was, I was pretty good at just occupying myself. And so I remember being in my room and like looking through a book or something. And I remember, cause I'm Claire audience. So basically I, I received my messages auditory. I remember hearing a voice. And it wasn't my voice, but it was very reassuring. And it just, it kind of started talking to me. And I knew, I didn't know it was my intuition per se, but I knew that it was this helper energy. I knew it was a tool. I knew it was a part of me. And so while that might not have been the first time I knew my intuition from a space of it being literal, it was the first time I started to form a relationship with it. And I continued to let that voice talk to me and again, it wasn't like a ghost. It wasn't, you know, anything creepy. It was a very natural inner extension, yet outer extension at the same time that would give me guidance and help me make choices and help me figure things out. And I would say I was probably like four years old when I started uh, listening to that voice. And then there was a time kind of like a rebellious teenager where I didn't want to listen to the voice, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, F you, like, I don't want to listen to you. You can't tell me what to do. Right. And I was really just saying that to myself in my own defiance, because I was afraid of, of myself mm -hmm. in a way. I was afraid of my path. I was afraid of what would life be like if I did things on my terms. So I fell into, why don't I just do what other voices tell me, you know, mm -hmm. and then it strayed. That's interesting. Um, 
so once you start listening to that voice, how, how did that shift then happen? Yeah. So then I started listening to that voice. I'd say it really started to come back through again in my mid twenties when, you know, I was, I was kind of in a pattern of, and it's actually interesting, kind of goes with that rebellion of not wanting to listen to your voice. I, I like to say I was a, an escapist. So I would escape, whether it be alcohol, drugs, men, shopping, it didn't really matter. I was just always looking for something to help me almost like blackout, disconnect, not have to think about my life because I really had no certainty when it came to my path. Like I, I, I was working um, as like a, a great jobs, right? I was working in restaurants. I was working um, at a law firm as, a, as an assistant. Like they were jobs to just pay the bills. But I knew deep down, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't understand. And so in that confusion, I also, again, was still afraid to listen to the voice. So I'd find ways to numb the voice right? Mm -hmm. Food would numb the voice, drinking would numb the voice, right? And so, but then eventually I was numbing it so hard and it was becoming more unhealthy and more harmful for myself that eventually it kind of all snowballed to a point where it was, it was uh, getting pretty bad. And, and I was able to take a moment and scale back. And that's when I heard the voice saying, Danielle, you need to get help. Mm. Right? And, and you need to go find somebody. And, and that's what I did. And I went and I found a therapist and I took that therapist seriously because I had been to therapy before, but mm -hmm. I knew how to talk to the therapist. You know, it was like small talk. Right. That's what I used to say. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do small talk at therapy. Uh, but I, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to take this seriously. Again, meditation. I found a group coaching program and it was the voice that kept me going because there were definitely moments where I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I want to, you know, reach for the things I would reach for before. And it was that intuitive voice that just kept being like, Oh, hang in there. You got this. You're going to make it to the other side. And then once I did, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm where I am now. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you for, for, for sharing that. It can definitely be very scary when we're hearing voices or, you know, have the feeling or all of a sudden it's just like that inner knowing, like you just know. And over a couple of years ago, I was sitting here and I don't know what made it pop into my head. Or, but I wish I remembered the song, but a song was on repeat in my head, right? It was just going. And I had this realization. I'm like, wait, that's the singer's voice, right? Like I'm hearing the singer's voice in my head. So then I start sending text messages to everybody. I'm like, when you hear a song in your head, who's singing it? And everybody was like, the singer's voice, the singer's voice. So if you're listening and for you, right? If the song's playing, is it your voice? or the singer's voice, right? So if we think about our guides just as like a song on repeat, it doesn't have to be scary. It can just be that singer's voice. And what if, instead of being freaked out, we start saying, hey, all right, if you're up there, what am I doing? What should I be doing? What shouldn't I be doing? <laughs> and be open to, to see what comes through. Um, but I love that question. So if you're if you're listening out there, let me know. Is it the singer's voice or your voice? And um, it's a relationship. It is. And I've kind of feel the same. I've there are times I'm like, I don't wanna know anymore. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be over here. <laughs> and when I'm ready, but like you said, usually it's masking with I'm just smoking a whole bunch of weed because I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna see it. And then something happens and it's like, Hey dumbass. You ready? Are you ready now? <laughs> You're like, all right, I am. All right, I'll I'll pay attention. Speaking of paying attention, ugh, 
How about that? Um, we're in eclipse season, right? Mm, that we are. How uh, do you want to chat about that? You want to you want to educate my audience on eclipse season and what they might be experiencing or expecting or yeah, absolutely. Anything that might so, be helpful. You, sure, sure. So eclipses are a uh, an astronomical event, right? Technically, everyone, we talk about eclipses just like we talk about a, a hurricane coming, right? And they kind of have the same energy in a lot of ways. So when we look at it from an astrological perspective, and astrology is just taking the awareness of what's going on in the planets to then perhaps give you some insight. Doesn't mean that things are going to be amazing. It also doesn't mean things are going to go wrong or it's something that you should be fearful of. Sometimes there's this fear around astrology because, again, there's a fear of knowing. Oh, mm. no, is it going to be bad? Oh, no, are you going to tell me something? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. And it's up to you what you want to do with it, right? So eclipses happen typically two to three times a year, usually two times a year, and they happen in cycles. So we had our first wave in the spring. So I want you to think about maybe what your life looked like end of April, to like mid to late May, because that was the first round in 2022. And it, it was happening in the signs of Scorpio and Taurus. Now we're in round two of it. Uh, we started with a new moon in Scorpio uh, towards the end of October. And then on uh, uh, November 7th, we will have a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So essentially with these what happens is, is we enter what's called an eclipse portal. So with the new moon solar eclipse happening that already happened in Scorpio, what should have been happening over the last week, we're a little over a week since that's happened, it reveals our blind spots. It starts to show us things that we need to see. It starts to uh, lift some of the fog. It starts to open us up so that we're moving forward in a way that feels aligned, that we're taking this path forward in a way that feels good to us, right? So um, with that illumination, there could be a lot of highs that come from that, a lot of great clarity, a lot of great insight. But then with that is, ooh, but what's getting in the way? or what's not gonna allow this new path to be sustainable or manageable? What conversations might I need to have? Where do I need to look at certain aspects of my life so this can happen? Maybe I need to, you know, maybe I am building a, a career on the side. Maybe I need to have better boundaries in my day job, you know, so that I can continue to build this. Maybe I need to look and see, is this current romantic relationship I'm in supporting and expanding me in where I'm going, or is it actually depressing me and depressing me? I was gonna say suppressing, but depressing as well uh, and wearing me down. And maybe I need to talk or look at what that is. So it's twofold. It's opening you up to what's possible. And then within that, what might be getting in the way? What kind of conversations do you need to have? Where do you need to look at your time, your money, things like that? And then with the upcoming lunar eclipse that's happening the week of November 7th, that's when we really start to clear those blocks away and really say, okay, I'm owning this going forward. This is gonna be my chapter going forward. These are the boundaries that I'm creating. This is what I'm committing to. This is the kind of lifestyle that I want to lead going forward. Especially with the, the money is gonna be coming up a lot. We're gonna see it in our economy. Um, the Taurus eclipse is gonna, I don't want us to fear money, but it's going to ask us to be more creative with our money, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, being more conscious around how you're spending it doesn't mean get like super stingy because I don't believe in that. But um, it's going to ask you, you know, take a look at your your finances. Are there any reoccurring payments that you should be like that you aren't really using? Um, 
Can you be more resourceful uh, with the way that you use things, with the way that you're spending your time? So it's going to ask a lot of those things, but then it's also going to ask you, how can you maximize your money? So it's a great abundant portal that's coming as well, because Taurus loves for us to be lavish and opulent. So um, there's going to be a big focus on that too. So I like to think that this period is anything that exits during a, an eclipse season, whether it's because you asked it to leave or it left on your behalf, is a good thing and we want to kind of look at it as final so like if that relationship ends don't go knocking on their door in a couple weeks being like i changed my mind like just trust it trust whatever left during this window and trust what you're moving into and give it a chance especially for um the power of eclipses hold for about six months so give yourself that chance to really see through this path what you want for yourself your boundaries how you're spending your money how you're bringing money in uh up until the spring I was just going to say, so really, this is like pushing us through to the first half of the year as well. Essentially, yes. Yeah, it is. And eclipses are three times more powerful than a regular new moon or full moon. So we definitely want to look at them more so. Mm -hmm. So then it would be a really good time for people to not wait around for those um, New Year's resolutions, but think about them now and really start looking at that now and connect with this energy while we have it to propel us to where we want to be instead yeah, of waiting I, for just oh it's the new year like i mean that date is bogus and also too we'll be uh kicking off a mercury retrograde january 1st well, oh, technically, great yeah yeah i mean it's december 29th but it's like still yeah so we're, we're literally entering the new year with a mercury retrograde and a mars retrograde so it's like not the best time to like be like okay now i'm gonna make my goals mm -hmm. which most of us don't align with january 1st as a goal setting day anyway uh so i love the idea of yes use the portal pretty much the, this portal portal is going to be fresh till about thanksgiving so get prepared for 2023 now get mm -hmm. things in place get things set then go enjoy the holidays as as much you can and then get rolling in the new year ah that's beautiful beautiful i love it um so speaking of the new year and all of the stuff what what do you have going on is, is there anything you can share with our listeners that how they can come practice with you, work with you, what's happening? Well, uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> I have till Thanksgiving, Joe. Uh, come on. Uh, but I do have something coming up pretty soon, 11-11. So 11-11 is going to kind of be part of this portal season that we're in. 11 is in manifesting a really big number. 11 symbolizes what it is that you want and what it is um, that is coming your way. And then having it happen on 11-11 in the year 2022 is super powerful so i always host a workshop for that every year on 11 11 so check that out and then 2023 offerings i'm based in south carolina so i'm doing a lot of events in the greenville area which is like upstate south carolina so look out for that retreats are going to be rolling out as well so i'd say those are the big things and then i'm always available in a one-on-one -on -one container beautiful and with your move in south carolina have you been doing more in-person stuff, post-apocalypse in-person stuff? And how, how has that been feeling? Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, Philly, it was wild because I felt like I was doing pre all of it more in person than anything like i was really in a space where i most of my work was in person in one way or another whether mm -hmm. it be being hired to speak leading retreats hosting events like it was very in person so then when that got taken away it was a big shock to my system 
uh, to be honest. You know, I mean, it was a lot of layers, but from a business perspective, it was like, oh shit, like, mm -hmm. you know. So I moved very virtual, which was great, and I'm grateful I had that capacity to do so. Uh, and then I found that when I decided to move here a year ago, I did need, I actually needed some time to just like recover from the past couple of years and really look at where I was and uh, give myself some time to heal and ground and root. And then from there, it's like, okay, let me get myself back out there again. I also wanted to like feel out the community too, right? Like it's not that simple to just be like, hey, every hi, new town, I have events for you, you know? But so inspiring to pick up and move, right? Being your doing your own thing, where it's like, shit, I'm leaving this community. Yeah, which was hard. Very inspiring and super courageous. Yeah, for one, I didn't know. I didn't know anybody here. Uh, it just, but I, I, I listened to my intuition, and my intuition was very strongly uh, requesting that I stay here. And and you know, I renewed my lease. I'm staying another year, and. I have gotten to know the community and uh, I have been teaching. I, uh, I've, I've led two retreats now and it's awesome. You know, I'm taking my time. Again, it's like, like I'm taking it slow. Mm -hmm. you know, we're just yep. getting to know each other, <laughs> being in person again, uh, seeing what we like. And, uh, but that being said, yeah, it's been really cool, really powerful. And, and virtual is, is amazing and you can have so much impact, but there's nothing like in person and feeling that energy that frequency, that transformation, being able to hold space for people in that container, being able to, for me, my magic is, I love the combination of like my voice and music and movement. There's just the synergy that happens. And uh, when I get to experience that live, it's my favorite thing in the world. So more of that coming. very magical very magical um yeah. well thank you so much for your time for hanging out for sharing all kinds of stuff uh with us all right a bunch of little nuggets of of gold i will link all of your all of your links in the show notes for the episode everybody reach out check out everything that danielle is offering so much good stuff thanks for being here danielle thanks for being here and I'll talk to you all really soon. Bye. All right, friends. So you are still here. Thank you so much for still being here. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Danielle. Really quickly, I wanted to let you know that I have a lot of fun things going on in my universe. If you click the link in the show notes that will take you to the stand store, you can get a bunch of free stuff. There is a free ebook up there. There is a free meditation. And... I'm also teaching a yoga class, a kundalini energy, a kundalini energy based yoga class on November 11th as well. Friday, November 11th from 7 to 9 p.m. You can register for that class also by using the link in the show notes. Thanks again for being here. I love and appreciate you all. And if you are still really here, wow, thank you. Would you do me a favor because you are still here? Would you would you? leave the leave a review for the podcast maybe a star you really don't have to say anything but any little thing actually helps get the podcast out in front of more people and i would really love to get these conversations that i'm having with people out in front of more people so thanks again for being here i love and appreciate you all have a great day and i'll see you tomorrow with our daily shot of inspiration <laughs>